Hey there everyone, my name's Jack Packard. I am the hot stepper and lyrical gangster here for The Escapist. Hello, I'm Nick Lendra, the boring editor-in-chief of The Escapist. Oh, word him up! This week on... <laughs> <clears throat> this week we're going to talk about Marvel Avengers Beta and then, quite serendipitously, go into games as a service as a whole. Ooh, so many games as services. Hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. So, Nick... Last week, what you, what you been playing? I didn't get much of a chance to play anything because I had to go to a wedding this weekend. And, and yes, I social... Well, I didn't really social distance, but I wore a mask. <laughs> but uh, I finished Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and I have nothing more to say about it, so I'll just transition back to you. <laughs> but you finished it. Congratulations. <laughs> this game, that's game 19 for the year. And I was also on vacation last week, so I didn't get a chance to play much, though I did delve into the Marvel Avengers beta over the weekend. Free open beta gave us a nice slice, a little bit of the story, and a little bit of the overall gameplay. So is, is it as bad as it looks? I would like to bring down my <laughs> Full damnation by faint praise, if I could. Okay, so normal for you. It is a well, yes, <laughs> but on a on a bigger level here uh -oh. because it is absolutely adequate. Like there is nothing egregiously wrong with it, and there is nothing that shines bright. That's how it felt like with all the marketing in it. Like there's nothing about the marketing that's gotten me excited about that game. The the biggest complaint I have is how flaccid the combat feels, which is like that's the best description. Like you you hit an enemy and it's like slapping a wet noodle against them. It's nothing feels powerful. The uh, everyone looks weird. I it's it's like that scene in Mel Brooks's space balls where they accidentally find their stunt doubles instead of Shit. the actual actors. Right. Everyone looks weird. Uh, the The story seems all right. Um, it, I think the, and you know, we just got a slice of the story. We don't get the full story, but I believe the story follows Kamala Khan, aka the new Miss Marvel, reassembling the Avengers after a disaster. Uh, I like that. I personally read Miss Marvel comics, and I think Kamala Khan is a fantastic character. But the gameplay, Nick. Oh, the gameplay. It's yeah. just mushy. Well, that and, like, every time I've seen the previews, like, I haven't seen any interesting enemies to fight besides, like, there's one glimpse of, like, a boss, mm -hmm. like, an actual monster boss in one of the trailers. But everything looks like it's just fighting robots. Is that is that all it is? The exact same robot <sighs> over and over and over. There's like some. It's a comic some, like, book game. Why aren't they being creative with it? I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like you go look at the Arkham games and all the all yeah. the stuff they pull in from the comics there and the creative enemies and all that and like yeah, yeah. this. You go with generic fucking ro like why why it's <laughs> it's because. So the reason why they went with robots is to enhance the core gameplay loop, which has you fighting waves of enemies to build up your superpower attacks, which 
to be fair, is the best part of the game. Unleashing, you know, like a Hulk cannonball run or the Iron Man chest blast okay. or my personal favorite when Kamala Khan embiggens herself and just smashes the enemies because she's a giant woman. That felt really good, though you only get them every so often. And so you use your normal attacks to build up your super attacks and then you unleash your super attacks. And so they needed a ton of enemies to build up your super attacks. Still feel like you could have made it more interesting than, than robots. Like, jeez. I, I don't know, man. Like every game that has robots in it, just I, there's like no, it's just not, they're not, they've never been the fun to fight. Well, <laughs> to be fair, there is one other like fun enemy, at least from a visual standpoint, right. which is a regular dude in like a power loader armor. And uh, that's kind of cool. They fight pretty much the same as everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just button mashing your light and heavy attack over and over again. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's dangly. It just, it screams as cool as I, th I thought it would be to play a Marvel's Avengers game. Everything I've seen, it just screams generic AAA game built around microtransactions and now they have the loot aspect of it which doesn't even change anything visually about the character they just give you different like elemental attacks right and different weapon that's true percentages. But he here's here's a positive of that is i oftentimes will choose the the armor i think looks best not that has the best stats so you can you get two customizables you get like yeah power-ups and then outfits and so it's like oh i can choose my outfit and then choose a power-up i actually like that system so. i guess but not but not having the other way though it's just like what you know there's no one sent it's just picking up stuff and then clicking the auto place the best gear on your character and that's it so it's 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 just useless. it's just going back out and doing the same grinding <laughs> the same levels for loot that's yes. not interesting and smacking around robots that are also are not interesting so i guess oh, you better just fucking hope that the story of that game is any good because even the co-op missions from the people that I've seen that have been playing it have said it's just the same thing over and over again with a slightly different objective each time. Well, that's the other part of it, is the oh, levels God. you're going on are copy-pasted levels. <laughs> you know, like, it's so bland, Nick. Why? And and here's the real thing, is, like, we are currently living in a platinum age of entertainment. We have so many options you cannot afford to be generic. This, I I think this game will be buried under everything it's be, better. It's going to be. The only people that are going to pick it up are, you know, I mean, kids are going to see Avengers and pick it up, unfortunately. But it's just like, man, you, you have a huge comic book universe to fuck around with. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they needed, we haven't seen they... everything, so maybe I'm just being too harsh on it without playing it. But, like... I usually try to like look for the good in the game before I play it. You know, if, yeah. if people are going to trash or whatever, but like I've seen, I mean, they did what three episodes of the war table thing now too. Mm -hmm. They've shown off trailers. I saw it at E3 last year and the whole time it's like been a game that I'm like, this is coming out this year. It's like, there's nothing interesting about this game. Absolutely uh, nothing. Yes. It's just, and, and, and av having played it, I played it for three, four hours ish. I can tell you definitively there is nothing interesting about this game and the, you are talking to someone who is a comic book fan i prefer marvel comics i love all of these characters 
there is nothing interesting here. Boy. I'm even a, a Kamala Khan fan, and the opportunity to play as her was amazing, and they they just punted it. It really, yeah. I think in their quest for money, they fucked it up and should have just gone with a, a linear campaign where you get to play <laughs> each character separately at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a couple co-op sections, but nope. They try, they're trying to make it a games as a service, and... I mean, we already know Hawkeye's coming, and they're introducing more characters. And, and Spider-Man coming as a Sony exclusive. Right, which is even dumber again. It's like, man, it's just... Well, and I, 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 have a, I have a bad, bad feeling in the pit of my stomach for the scores that are going to come out for this game. Here's what I can tell you, because both, uh, both Kamala Khan and Black Widow have like a swinging ability. Like Kamala can stretch her arms to swing, Black Widow has like a grapple hook. So I can already tell you that fans of Spider-Man will be sorely, sorely disappointed by his web swing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, and you know, like the other funny aspect of this is that on the movie side of things, Marvel has one-upped both Sony and Warner Brothers time and time again with their movies, but now we're seeing that Sony and Warner Brothers really have an edge in the games. If you look at Sony's Spider-Man game, if you look at the uh, Gotham Knights or Suicide Squad, which look very promising, it looks like they have the upper hand as far as video games are concerned. Yeah, well, I mean, I just... With the comic book stuff, I just don't understand why we keep going for realistic and, and grounded. Just go crazy with it. It's right. <laughs> it's comics. <laughs> have a you're you're asking creative people to have a sense of style, Nick. And you know that doesn't work with corporate America. They don't want style. They want the same thing. Into Into the Spider Verse says otherwise. Exactly. Like literally, that Avengers game could be the same exact game with that art style. And it would probably be infinitely more interesting. Just remember, Sony fought against Into the Spider-Verse and tried to bury it (laughs) in in early year release. Um, Listen, this is is corporate slop. This is the exact same slop you've been fed uh, a million times before, (laughs) but it's with characters that you already know that look a little different. Unfortunately, just branding sells. Oh, it's, you know, that'll actually be a really interesting piece of this puzzle as far as like my own personal bubble is concerned, Mm -hmm. where everyone who I see on social media is ready to trash this game, has trashed this game. Uh, What's it going to sell like? What what is uh, like a... What is a, an outsider's perspective from someone who's not necessarily in the industry? Yeah, kids are still going to eat it up. I mean, they just are. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Hey, speaking of generic games as a service, Marvel Avengers... Nick, let's (laughs) talk about games as a service. There's too many of them. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) This is a topic we've thought about talking about a few times now. And it's like, you know, we've got Marvel's Avengers coming. Uh, the next Call of Duty is being announced on Thursday as Black Ops Cold War. 
and much like Modern Warfare, I assume it's going to follow the same model and be a you know pretty much games of service introducing new content all the time that they want you to keep coming back to. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to have games of service elements because so did Odyssey and Origins had like all kinds of live events and stuff like that. And I know we don't know for sure yet, and they were just announced, but I my my spidey sense is a tingling with both Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League game. Both of those are are crawling games as a service just waiting to pop out yeah i I think i don't know i don't know if arkham knights or gotham knights will be but i'm pretty damn sure suicide squad will be it's been rumored heavily so so why don't we do this first of all um just in case anyone doesn't know if you could nick describe for us games as a service and more importantly how it differs from downloadable content microtransactions dlcs that sort of thing so when you think of games as a service you think of games like destiny or rainbow six siege or uh, i guess call of duty now or apex legends or, or whatever all these fortnite yeah fortnite all these games that have periodic monthly updates that they want you to keep coming back with free new content and microtransactions and all that support the content so the distinction is to make is a game that has just cosmetics or whatever or microtransactions that you can buy isn't technically a games as a service it's a games as a service is a, a live game that continues to evolve over time mm-hmm. so other other great examples anthem division 2 all that kind of stuff overwatch yeah the sort of like and any if if a game has a season or a season pass that is a game as a service yeah. so the too long didn't read version of that is there are so many of these games now that they want you to continue playing forever that nobody's ever going to have time for all of them anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, when do these games like, when do these games stop? So like, as soon as they, you know, we knew we were getting uh, the Gotham Knights and and Suicide Squad, I was like, please God, don't just come out as a games of service because like, I don't know how the ind- the industry is being bloated by this stuff because like you know they want me to play apex legends forever they want me to play call of duty forever they want me to play destiny forever they want me to play division forever like it's it's getting ridiculous with the amount of stuff and then at the same time it's like once we have these games of service going on for so long like when do we get innovation again mm-hmm. and of course that's going to come from the indie sector mostly but i mean you know it's just i don't know i think like it's it's funny how things have gone because like destiny 2 is basically going back to just being destiny because they're not making a destiny three you know and like uh they're taking the numbers off of halo infinite because they want that to be a games of service even though they won't call it that they're taking they've taken the number of forza motorsport so that Mm -hmm. one's just going to be a continually evolving game Absolutely. So, and we, we just saw, you know, the indie multiplayer online game, uh, the Fall, Fall Guys, Guys, right? Like, which is a games of service as well. So indies, indies are even getting in there. <laughs> and people keep giving them money. And I suppose, like, you know, as, as someone who ha- was a longtime Overwatch player, I, you know, I purchased cosmetic content. I, I gave them more money than the standard disc. Right. For me, it was always like, I'm okay with this because of the amount of hours I'm putting into this, you know, 300, 400 hours into Overwatch. To me, it was like, oh, a little money here and there is what I would play for another game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just, not playing that other game. It's right? like, I don't know, just kind of, it worries me about how many games of service games we have in because like developers are just going to, I feel like just developers are just going to get continually burnt out working on these things. 
Like, you know, you end well, up working yeah. on the same game. Everybody better get used to working on like a World of Warcraft MMO because, <laughs> you know, it's all you're going to be doing for the next four or five years. And they, I don't know, like as if I was a developer and the first thing you told me when we started working on Halo Infinite is like, hey, this is your life for the next 10 years <laughs> after launch. Mm-hmm. Right. So you already put five years into it. Now they want you to put another 10 years into making content for the same game. And yeah, it's it's new content, but it's also like, it's just kind of daunting that they want me to spend 10 years on this game. Here's a more cynical idea is how much content do they have in the backlog that then they have to choose what to slowly drip feed out. They can have 10 years worth of content that they only give you, you know, month at a time. So there's another sinister, more cynical element to this as well, which Mm -hmm. is like, it's... It's profit. These are products and we can't forget that. And, you know, we talk about this over in the movie side and in the video game side. Anything that someone tries to sell you is a product and they are trying to make the cheapest thing cost the most amount of money as possible because that's capitalism. And they keep riding that line of, like, how much will people pay? We saw this during uh, Battlefront 2, right? The, that, was, that was a big test, Battlefront 2, over, like, how, what people are willing to pay for what. And there was a little bit of pushback, but now we're going down this road again. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of on both sides of the coin because, like, Rainbow Six Siege has been out for five years and they're still adding new characters and maps and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a game I've been, I've been happy to support for the five years that's going on, you know, buying the season pass to make sure that, you know, I get the stuff early, but also, like, I know I'm supporting a game that I really enjoy and want to continue seeing being developed. Absolutely. But then you're asking me to do that, you know, assuming that I'm interested in all these other games like sees like subscriptions almost for you know five or six different games not just subscriptions but your time like how much time do you have right. to play all these games yeah well and it's like <laughs> and, you know play the games the service games plus the games that are coming out that are just one-time experiences and it's like and the problem is like you know you're gonna have some we're gonna have so many of these games at some point and we're getting pretty close to that i think already that like you know player bases are just gonna move and it's gonna die and then what happens you know bubble the bubble will pop we are we are definitely at like a a tipping point where the bubble is here the other the other part of it is like you know so one yes the bubble Mm. there's too many you're asking too much we saw this in the the great streaming service wars you know we lost many a fine service Uh, they're all being bundled back into cable packages now (laughs) come full circle so that's what's going to happen to games too right we're going to get like the ea bundle package for games as a service titles so you'll get your battlefield and your anthem and your need for speed all in one package for one subscription fee Mm -hmm. (laughs) hello games pass and maybe if they really just want to sweeten the deal like throw in you know ubisoft in with ea (laughs) boom so yeah, we're we're at a, a really weird point, but like we both said, if it's a game you enjoy, what's necessarily the harm in it? Yeah. Right? Well, then we have the the other side of the harm in it, which is I I know this has been discussed uh, 
many by other people who are a lot smarter than me, which is the uh, the gamble aspect of it. Because a lot of these services have you pay money for random chances at items. Uh, you know, we get into loot boxes, that sort of thing. I have, you know, I honestly, I'm thinking about it because you're bringing this up. I haven't seen that many loot boxes lately. It's more Ooh, just direct. Okay. I think I think that's a trend that's fading out in in favor because I mean the European Union is already kind of cracking down on it. That's right. America's looking at it as gambling. So I think mm. I think they're already kind of shifting to just hey, here's the store you can buy what you want because that's what I think the best example like I don't play a ton of live service games anymore but Call of Duty just you know, you get packs that shows you exactly what's in each pack. You go mm. you just go buy it. They're fucking stupidly expensive, but that's you know whatever. I'm no, I'm not even kidding. Like go look at the Modern Warfare store and I just want you to know what people are spending on digital cosmetics because it's like $20 for like 2400 points in call of duty and that nets you like one pack and it's you might get colorful tracer rounds for your gun and a couple skins for 20 dollars 20 dollars it's ridiculous i i have children i have children and one of the greatest things about uh, uh last year is their group of friends they were really into some of these live service games and uh, a few of them were spending money, like allowance money, and having their parents buy them in-game items. And that was like a big thing. My own children did that with some of their games. They can spend their money however they want. But then suddenly this ripple came through where they stopped playing the game and they realized that what they bought didn't transfer over to other games. And it was a beautiful, like, wait a minute, I'm not getting anything for my money. And we were, all of us parents were like, Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, this is a completely separate discussion. I just, I, I don't understand the mindset of customizing digital items. I just, I just can't get my head wrapped around like, besides like, besides the impulse of like, I want it, but that's yeah. it. I just. Well, it's, you know, it's the same thing, like going back to, you know, Team Fortress 2 and those weird hats that you could grind for. It's purely a status symbol in game. If you saw someone with an amazingly rare hat with particle effects, you knew that that person played more than you and it was a status symbol. It's still a status symbol. Right. As I mean, I've, I mean, I've yeah, I've felt the pull to buy like the colorful tracer rounds of Call of Duty because they are mm-hmm. cool. But like, and then you ask me for like twenty dollars, I'm like, no, no, nope. I'd rather go buy fast food. <laughs> this is this is classic keeping up with the Joneses marketing, yep. and and it's it's eating away at us. I don't like it. I like I like buying a game once and then you got your game. That's, yeah, that's my I mean, deal. I, I'm okay with games as a service as a concept. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to turn every game into a game as a service. It's, it's to the point where it's ridiculous. You know, there, there are some games that I'm keeping an eye on to see how they do it. Because I think mm-hmm. like single player games at like Halo Infinite, how they described it, described it is that they're going to tell more stories using that platform which that interests me because it's not just a multiplayer map or a character or a cosmetic pack i might actually get to do more campaigns with infinite which is interesting that sure and that's like content that i'm like yeah i'm happy to support that kind of content not just the character or cosmetic item or, or whatever 
Um, so like using using games as a service idea along with maybe a more episodic idea yeah. where you're you're paying money but you get more story content not just a new map but a new area to explore right. a more World of Warcraft even yeah or you know just a whole new narrative within the game kind of thing that right. that that interests me and I think like that can work well for single player games especially open world games where like all they have to do is go put a brand new quest in the world somewhere you know mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, but in general, like, you know, we were talking about microtransactions. My, my fear is that like every game becomes a game as a service. Investors are going to expect these games to make so much more money that this is not capable of because everybody's spread so thin, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to see the bubble burst eventually. And then we're going to see, you know, games as a service, not be profitable anymore. Okay. And then the corporations will say, what's profitable? Quick, quick, find something that's profitable. Single player games. We're almost there. We're almost to the end of the circle where single player games are the complete focus again. (laughs) Sony's leading the way. The rest will follow suit. Oh, good. Oh, that's all I want. I'm a cranky yeah. old man, and I don't like multiplayer games. We're, we're, we're so close to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep spending more money. We'll get back there someday. <laughs> that's, that that's might be the most cynical thing I've ever heard out of your mouth, Nick. Just keep spending money. <laughs> that's what capitalism wants, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah spend so much money that we just put ourselves back at square one we go oh, through single man. player games and we go to multiplayer games we go back to games as a service and it starts all again <laughs> it's just the worst system it's just the worst system at all someday someday oh. we'll be back at zombie games and everything oh come on no now you're I don't want that now you're prophesizing <laughs> doom doom amongst us all hey, we, uh, we just we just had our resurgence of 90 shooters so we're about no. we're about eight years off of zombie f- fandom again damn it when <laughs> day z becomes retro and cool we're in trouble yeah <laughs> <laughs> and well there you go i think I, I think this is a trend that won't lose momentum anytime soon as they are currently just developing games with this business model and people People see money. The the AAA developers see money. Indie developers are now seeing money. It's it's not a trend that is going to go away anytime soon. I'm afraid. And so all I can say is, uh, I'm sorry. Be careful. <laughs> I I like I said. I, I I think games as a service is fine. It's just like you know, not every game needs to have that because it's just you know every every publisher wants that game now mm-hmm. so at some at some point like i don't know i think we'll just have to see enough flops for it to just kind of quit but i don't think that, like you said that's not going to happen anytime soon and even and even like even an anthem flop they're rebuilding it to make sure it works for that service we put too much money into it we gotta get <laughs> Can't some <stop> now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right right which is which is the other part of the coin is you know all of those people desperately trying to make this broken thing work what could they have been making had they not been working on anthem they could have been making the next portal that's that's a maybe a positive side effect is that they have to build live service teams so people are getting jobs out of this because you know they finish the base game that team goes on to work on the next thing and they bring in a live service team to keep supporting the rest of the game's life cycle so it does do some good somewhere sure <laughs> people are getting jobs people always like having jobs that's that's true that's <laughs> <laughs> i i literally cannot argue with that good
All right. Well, great. <laughs> that that was a that was a fun discussion. That was a good. Just say your outro first. Uh, my name is Nick Landro, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. Don't forget, you can find this on podcast formats via SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and other places that I don't remember. Wow, that's his job to remember. My name's Jack. Bye! Do you even say you're a semi-professional game enjoyer? Oh, that's true. Oh, because I said something different. Doesn't remember stuff, Jack. Haha, Nick doesn't remember stuff. What an idiot. Wait, what's my name again and title? Hey, and that's right. I'm Jack Packard, semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. I don't forget anything either. I'm, I'm very smart and remember a lot of things.